you are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, uh, your host, and let's finish the month of August strong. It is Tuesday, August 31st. Uh, this morning, Gary Patterson will have his press conference. I'm hoping to have that audio for you on Wednesday's show. Hear a little bit of, of that, and we'll break down um, what Gary said if he drops any you know, interesting nuggets about the team, any availability notes. I want to get to a topic in a second. I did want to say, though, before we get started, thank you to the listeners. Uh, this says August has been the most listened month of Locked on Horn Frogs ever. Now the show hasn't even been in existence for a year. It's been almost a year now. It'll be a year in October. Um, started this the Monday after the K-State game last year, which was sort of a tough game to, to start a podcast on because uh, that was a, a tough loss for the Frogs. But been very slowly building it. I mean, it's not, um, you know, millions of listeners each week, but I do appreciate anybody who's given it a chance or given it some time. And um, yeah, if you're so inclined to tell a friend, you know, text somebody and say, hey, I'm enjoying this or recommend it to someone, uh, I greatly appreciate that. But thank you for tuning in to Locked on Horn Frogs whenever you do. Um, a, a topic that came up for me today, a friend of mine named Jay, who listens to the show, he reached out to me and he said, do you think, and I think this is a good question, I'd love to hear from you guys, at Steven is my Twitter account, and the show's Twitter account is at LockedOnTCU. How important do you think results are for TCU this year in regards to expansion? And I mean on the field in football. So let me rephrase that question, because I did a bad job of it the first time. <clears throat> how important is it for the football team to win a lot of games in regards to expansion? Uh, I remember a listener who I, I can't remember right now. I want to say it was Mitch. I'm sorry if I'm miss, I'm missing on that. But he responded to one of the shows back in the offseason, and he said, every game this year is important from a brand standpoint because every single game, TCU fans need to make sure – they are selling out the card or they are packing out that stadium. They are showing, hey, this is a team that um, means something to a lot of people, that draws at the gate, that gets eyeballs on the television screen. Don't be fooled by the enrollment. Like, we can we can fill up this 40,000 stadium on a weekly basis. Uh, and I agree with that to a certain point. Now, I would say I'm not sure how attainable it is. I mean, I don't think we're going to sell out for Duquesne. I'd love if they did. But in regards to expansion, a lot of this is going to come down to the, the name. When people mention your program, what does it mean? Does it get attention? Does it kind of perk people's ears up? Do they want to go watch a TCU football game, whether on television or in person? So as far as on-the-field success goes, I mean, I'll first say, well, it can't hurt, right? Like, it's it's not a bad thing. It's You want to win. That's the name of the game. Contrary to, you know, what SEC fans will tell you outside of Alabama and Georgia, it's not only about cash flow. There are winners and losers and things get decided on the field. 
So if, if TCU goes 10 and two this year, fights for a big 12 title, that's great. It puts you on national television a couple times. You'll most likely be at least a factor in the playoff race. Your name's going to be brought up playing a big time bowl game. Those are all great things. Does that in itself equal success? I can't say that with confidence, but I will say it was a long road to the Big 12. And that's one reason why I know there's so much frustration about the potential of the league breaking up. However, a lot of that came from, you know, getting into a major conference that stemmed from the success that that team had on the field. Winning big games, beating Power 5 teams, winning a Rose Bowl. And with that comes the draw, comes getting people in the seats. So I guess in some ways they go hand in hand, right? Because honestly, we know about the attendance issues at UT. It's not like UT is packing out their stadium every single week. Now they have a lot of fans and a number of fans that are not necessarily affiliated with the school, but that just like the team. But winning does help draw people to the stadium, get people passionate, get people involved. So do I think it's a big help? Yes. Is it in my mind, the deciding factor for TCU and the potential of PAC 12 expansion, whenever that happens, I don't know, but obviously that's what you want. You want to win big games. You want to be on a national stage. Uh, and, and I think they're, going to work towards doing that. Not because of the cachet that comes with it necessarily, but that's a good byproduct of it. And I do believe one issue that could arise with, whether it be the SEC or sort of the elites of college football breaking off and creating a bigger gap between the haves and the have-nots, is what does that do in the, in the world of name, image, and likeness, right? Like, what does that mean for recruiting if you're winning a lot of games? Um, does that mean that you're going to get all the big stars? Because along with the winning comes the, comes the brand name, comes the cachet, comes the ability for boosters and for people to start investing more in your program because you have players that are playing at a high level, that are playing at a high caliber, and that are on in the spotlight and on national television on a weekly basis. So in short, I think it, it's helpful. I don't think it's the ultimate factor in the discussion, but I'd love to hear from you. Again, I'm on Twitter at Steven. The show is at TCU. Okay, when we come back, um, we'll actually look at the Big 12 Conference and what games are coming up this week. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about Sweat Block. Um, I've said this before, I'm someone that sweats a lot. It's hot outside, it's the middle of summer, it's Texas. Even though we've had a more mild summer, the heat's starting to catch up to us a little bit. You know, we're in the high 90s, the mid-90s, high 90s, flirting with 100 degrees. Uh, if you're like me, you're sweating a lot, use Sweat Block. Their products are great. It helps keep you dry in all the right areas. It helps keep you from um, those embarrassing moments when you're sweating through your shirt. They have deodorant, they have wipes, they have lotion that you can use in the shower. They sent me a nice bag 
a couple weeks ago. I've been using it. It's available at CVS. It's available at Walgreens. And uh, it's also available online on Amazon. So give it a try today. Again, that's Sweat Block. Also, one of our loyal and proud sponsors, Rock Auto. Rock Auto, great website. And it's actually a family-owned business, but it's actually a national brand now um, that distributes auto parts to people all across the country. If you don't know what you need for your vehicle, give Rock Auto a try. If you're someone that knows exactly what you need, but you want to compare manufacturers, you want to compare prices, or you just want that feeling of, I'm getting these parts from a trusted source, your vehicle's a big investment. Don't mess around with it. Use someone you can trust. Use Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com today. Okay, let's tee up Big 12 schedule for this week. And, you know, it's, it, it's the first week of the season, so you have some FCS games. This is actually a pretty, I think this is a pretty salty lineup. And I'll run down the list. You know, we, we discussed Duquesne and TCU yesterday. We'll touch on that more as the week goes on. South Dakota and Kansas. That game's on Big 12 Plus at 7 p.m. It's in Lawrence. Um, South Dakota, FCS opponent. This is not South Dakota State that was in the uh, FCS title game in the spring and that you know came down to Fort Worth. I think that was in one of the Kenny Hill years and gave TC a run for their money. This is South Dakota, different team. Um, good test for Lance Leipold. I mean, I think you look at the Kansas schedule, there's not many winnable games. You know, Lance is supposedly supposed to be a good coach. Did a really nice job at Buffalo before that was at Wisconsin Whitewater, which is a premier powerhouse in, D3, in Division Three football. Taking it over at KU. Um, I actually don't see a line for this game, which is interesting. I would think KU is slightly favored, but it's a big game for, uh, for, for the Jayhawks. You want to get off to a good start in the um, Lance Leipold era, era, excuse me. Who's going to play QB um, for, for Kansas? We'll see. UNT transfer Jason Bean seems to be the front runner right now. We'll see if that's actually the case when they hit the field. That's on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock. One of the few games, at least on paper, it looks like the Jayhawks might have a good chance to win. Oklahoma and Tulane, uh, obviously with the with Hurricane Ida and prayers to uh, the folks in Louisiana. Uh, I'm sorry that it, it hit so hard there in New Orleans and surrounding areas. Hope you can find some solace and, and some peace soon. But uh, because of that storm, this game was actually supposed to be played in New Orleans at the Superdome. It's getting moved to Norman. So unfortunate situation for Tulane. Obviously, much more important things than a football game, but it was, you know, an opportunity for them to host Oklahoma, um, and, and that's not going to happen now this week. Those two schools square off at 11 a.m. Uh, OU is getting national title hype, and um, I, I, you know, I think it's warranted. This is obviously a game that's probably not going to test them too much, but Tulane, Willie Fritz, good coach. It's not you know, Central Arkansas. It's a pretty decent team coming into town, so we'll get to see a little bit of Spencer Rattler and Marvin Mims and what that team looks like early in the season. Stanford and Kansas State, this might be one of the best games of the weekend. K-State, two-and-a-half-point favorites. It's at AT&T Stadium. Another 11 o'clock kick. This one broadcast 
on FS1. Uh, Skylar Thompson coming back for his 19th season of football. Uh, Deuce Vaughn there in the backfield. Really exciting player. Stanford always formidable with David Shaw. Physical, good offensive line. Going to run the ball downhill at you. Two teams, two programs are cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. Uh, so a nice measuring stick for K-State. I mean, they were good early in the season. Had that upset win of Oklahoma. Got a victory over TCU with Will Howard. And then as the year went on, they really faded fast. But with their quarterback healthy, um, you would think they would be in for a bounce-back season. West Virginia and Maryland, that game's at 2.30 on ESPN. <clears throat> Letty Brown, Jared Diggy coming back for West Virginia. Neil Brown has done a real nice job there with the Mountaineers. Um, this rivalry game against the Terps, West Virginia two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, I think they have the edge against the Big Ten opponent, but another Power 5 matchup for a Big 12 team. Iowa State and Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, um, one of the best FCS teams in the country, but Iowa State, all their guys on the team are like 10,000 years old. I think they'll be able to take care of their business and get it done. Houston and Texas Tech, I want to see Tyler Shuck. That that's Houston Texas Tech games at six o'clock on ESPN. It's at NRG in Houston. Um, Tyler Shuck's getting all this hype coming over from Oregon. He's supposed to to be the catalyst that gets us going for the Red Raiders. Well, let's see it. Let's see it in game action against a, a Houston team that really struggled with Dana Holgerson in year one, dealing with the pandemic. I know there were a lot of challenges there, but um, they should be a pretty good opponent early in the season. Missouri State and Oklahoma State, I mean, you know, FCS opponent again. Game's on ESPN Plus at 6 o'clock. It's in Stillwater. Baylor is traveling to Texas State. They're going to San Marcos. I don't understand why, but they're headed that way. Gary Bohannon has been named the starting quarterback for the Bears. Year two of Dave Aranda. Their defense was really solid last year. So we'll see if they can get that offense in order. But they're taking on the uh, Bobcats and uh, Jake Spav Spavital in week one. And then finally, there was one more game I missed. Oh, yeah. This is probably the best game of the week. Number 23, Louisiana versus number 21, Texas. Um, the Raging Cajuns there with Billy Napier. They beat Iowa State in week one last year. Got a big upset victory. Um, exciting win for that team. So can they do it again against a you know Texas team with a new look with Steve Sarkeesian? We will see on Saturday. That's the Big 12 slate of games. It's a pretty good lineup this week. I'm excited about it tomorrow. I hope to have some audio from Gary Patterson from his press conference. And we'll continue to get you ready for the Duquesne game. We'll dial in on that more Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. This has been Locked on Horned Frogs. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.